Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. And me, Jane Maguire. Today, we're talking about harassment on the run. Uh, quick update on our own running journeys first. Uh, Jane, how's it going? Are you, are you um, you're recovering from a knee injury? Um, yeah, I'm good. I did a normal kind of normal-ish week last week. Um, still, I split the long run yesterday. I thought purely because of time, I couldn't be bothered to go and run nine miles. So I did a five and a four. And I think it's my new thing. I think I'm all about the double the double day. I love it. That's cool. How long, how long did you leave it in between the runs? One in the morning and one just before it got dark in the evening because as you'll as we'll go on to talk about, I'm not running in the dark at the moment. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was and actually the the later run was quicker. So I'm like, maybe this is my thing. Maybe I won't maybe I won't give up kind of two an hour and a half, two hours of my morning on a Sunday. Maybe I'll do two shorter runs. Dunno, maybe it's still the same amount of miles, isn't it? Yeah. Still the same amount of miles. But yeah, I'm back. I'm really enjoying running at the moment. I think like a lot of people the news was a lot last week and running has been a good way to kind of take my mind off things, laugh at a podcast, listen to some music, think about all the good things and not try and have a break from Instagram and the constant kind of news, I guess. Rick, what about you? Right, so I did actually, I, I almost ran I almost ran a marathon. So this oh. Was, oh, God. No, because you... I had you guys' voices in my ear, and you were like, "You were like, don't run." And I was like, "Right, because this this fifty mile thing's happening, right?" So I was like, "I've got, I've got to run at least half the distance before getting on the start line. Otherwise, who knows what could happen?" Do you know what I mean? So, um, I convinced my uh, my best mate, who in fairness is actually also doing the race, so he shouldn't need convincing. Uh, right. But we we did it uh, together. We, did, we actually did twenty five and a half miles, and I reckon there's a lot of listeners who, who'll be like. No, no, come on! You you, you should have run an, Rick, an extra what? half a mile. <laughs> so many people who because I was Rick, just at home. At that, I was just at home at that point. I was like, that's nah, fine, isn't it? Twenty five was, was the thing. There are <laughs> so many, so many runners who will have commented on our Instagram post whenever we've put up a something saying, "Oh, do you ever round up your run to yeah. extra whatever miles by doing loops around your garden?" And everyone is like, "Yeah, of course." I mean, Obviously. only a mad person would stop halfway through a mile or something like that. And here we have Rick Pearson. Hey, it's a training run. It's not the event, right? It's true. It's true. It's, just, it's not the event. 
And, and how did you, how did it go? What shoes did you wear? How was your nutrition? I was I was wearing the um, Salomon Ultra Three, I think the S Lab one, the kind of purple ones. Um, okay, they're all right. I'm not mad about them if I'm honest. Like I really like the their predecessor, so I'm kind of persisting with them, but I'm not mad about them. Um, on the Morton again, which was good. Um, no, no crazy nutrition. Like uh, I guess I had a packet of crisps. It's quite a oh. weird look as a runner, you know, like cause you're sort of looking <laughs> yeah, like a sort of like you're into health, aren't you, like in the parks? And if you're just jogging along, having a packet of crisps, what crisps? It, it really jars with people. Yeah, sort of, well, like, I don't care about any of this, Rick. <laughs> I want to know flavours. Monster Munch, uh, hula hoop. No, no, it was just um, just a it was a McCoy's uh, salted McCoy's. So, hmm. I guess, you went I guess, salted because you you know thought salt and you know sweating and stuff, right? Here's, here's my thinking, right? You you want something that's salty, right? We all know that when you're running, like you, you can't just have to can't just be. And I was like, I could go down the peanut route, but they're a nightmare to eat, aren't they? They're like choking chewy. hazard, choking hazard. All that. So just get a packet of crisps. That's what I say. Peanuts. I thought I was <laughs> thinking like a peanut butter sachet, but you mean actual peanuts, actual, don't you? Like a yeah, bag yeah, of cake yeah, peanuts. Yeah, yeah. No. So I'm just <laughs> like just you're a packet a of crisps. Like you're in a pub. Morton, Morton and a packet of crisps. What more do you want? Come on. Pint and some pork scratchings, please. <laughs> this is the Runner's World Podcast. So we're we're going to um, come on to talking to um, Kate Carter and Chas Manato about this, but we'll kind of start by talking about our harassment survey, which we've done in partnership with Women's Health. And I think the general conclusions, to kind of give you a bit of a sense of where this has come from, obviously what we're talking about, is we we in 2017 we did a survey on female harassment when running and we've revisited that in 2021 and I think the results are pretty similar unfortunately 60% of women have said they've been harassed while running 40% of men reported harassment but I think perhaps more shockingly is that only 13% of women have never feared for their safety when they're out on a run um just under a third of women now avoid a place they used to run because of safety concerns and only four percent of the harassment reported came from other runners we are talking about people in cars people in vans this is a topic at the forefront of a lot of people's minds right now so I think it seems like a good time to touch on the survey which we'll come back to um, in the future but to kind of dwell on this a bit further The shocking abduction and murder of Sarah Everard has prompted countless women to speak of their own experiences of being harassed or assaulted. This week we want to speak with some female runners about their experience of harassment on the run, the kind of considerations they feel forced to make and what more can and should be done to make women feel safer on the move. We're talking to running journalist Kate Carter and acting digital editor of Women's Health, Chess Monato. So let's start with you, Kate. What has, have you ever experienced any sort of harassment on the run? Yeah, unfortunately, um, definitely in the majority, sadly, of people who has. I mean, you know, I'm lucky that it's nothing more has happened to me than words and a feeling of, you know, I felt unsafe and, and not happy and not at ease and, and done things to change my route and so on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's whether it, it's funny, isn't it? It's we're talking a lot about harassment and, and we it's, it's like we're finally getting to define what harassment is. Because, you know, it's so often it's some guy going, all right, love, give us a smile or whatever. And then you don't smile and he, uh, I'm allowed to swear, and he calls you a bitch. Um, and, you know, and he's like, in his head, probably that he's forgotten that ever happened. To me, that's harassment. 
And to every woman who that happens to on a run over and over again, that's she might not go for a run again. You know, she might not want to go out. She might remember that. And that's sort of ruined her pastime for her. So even the things that aren't, you know, that are just every day shouldn't be. Mm. What about you, Chess? Have you had a similar? Yeah, so I I would also count myself in the kind of, I don't know, the luckier side of things in that quite low level. It's it's hard to define these things and what, you know, but I think that the main thing I find is with vehicles, men in vehicles. Um, and I think there's an element of, you know, they feel removed from you as a person because they're in a car or a van or whatever. Um, but it doesn't feel removed <laughs> as the recipient. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's more. Yeah, it's a very regular occurrence to get some kind of interaction with someone in a car or a van um, in different levels of kind of like threat feeling. So sometimes it's just catcalling or that kind of thing and then sometimes it's like the car sort of slows down and drives with you that's that's I really hate that (laughs) yeah I think I think I spoke about it recently on the podcast that I I we did a run as well we did a survey and I think it was 2017 and it about female harassment and I remember reading it thinking oh I'm so lucky I've never experienced anything or maybe I just run with big headphones and I've never heard the calls and then it was in lockdown I got followed down my road by a man in a a scaffolding ran driving really slowly kind of trying to chat to me and I think I mean that's not okay and I I came back and I was like what do you do what do you do how do you react how do you process this what where do you go like what do you go where do you do like do I call the police do I and I called the scaffolding company and I said I want I want to let you make you aware that this has happened and they were kind of like, oh, um, yeah, he didn't mean it. He was slowing down because there was traffic. And you don't, it was instantly like on the man's side. And you know when you just think, fine, I give up. And I just accept that that's part of being a female running. And then that's not okay. And I don't, and I think in the survey, when, when asked whether anyone stepped in to help when they saw harassment ha- taking place, a large number of women said no, no one came and helped. And is that your experience too, that you just kind of dealt with it alone? I had something uh, recently where uh, actually I was running um, on Wimbledon Common in lockdown. And um, this is kind of more, more of a dog than a man, but a dog kind of lunged at me. I, I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't, I didn't sort of actually bite me or anything, but I kind of, I think I just kind of yelped, you know, as you do. And the male owner just started screaming abuse at me. And I lit all like literally all I had done was go, ah, you know, and jumped. And he started screaming uh what, you know, horrible words at me, whatever. And I, I was actually so stunned that I just didn't really do anything except kind of start running again, move away from him. But uh, a woman actually came up, another runner who was behind me had come up. And she she was um, kind of like she ran with me and said, Are "You okay? You know, can I run with you for a bit? Just, that's just going to get out to the main road together and stuff." So yeah, it was really nice actually. Really appreciated that. That's just such a strange one, Kate, isn't it? Like, what what was he objecting to about you there? That you... I mean, I I have no idea. Like my existence, I think. I mean, I don't know whether he was like all there. Or I, I honestly have no idea. Um, but it, it was just like it was immediately like sexist abuse. It was like you know you bitch or all the rest of it. You know, 
Um, so that was obviously just something in his head. But but it was also really interesting what you were saying about uh, Jane about running with headphones. And because uh, uh, having just written something uh, for Runner's World about uh, running and music, there's I, I also there's always been a bit of a kind of snobbery thing about running with music, and it does seem to often come from men uh, who who are like, oh, you know, you've got to be kind of aware of your surroundings, you've got to be kind of at one with nature and feeling your breath and all the rest of it. And real runners wouldn't use music. And after a while, I, after this whole thing, I did start thinking one of the main reasons I listen to music is so that I don't have to hear this yeah. stuff that we have to deal with every <laughs> yeah. day. especially like when I do you know pre-lockdown doing a run commute and you'd run past a pub I don't think I've ever run past a pub and not have people shout even if it's like run forest run or like stupid stuff I'm just like I don't want to hear it I want to I want to listen to my podcast or my music I don't know um but would we say as a general rule you feel safe when out running I'll direct that at you Chess um yeah but I I think it's funny because I don't I think I've subconsciously made a lot of the choices that they tell you to make anyway. Um, so yes, I do feel safe, but I go running at 7am um, in a, like populated, bright, like all of the, all of the things that they say it's, um, it's happening anyway. And subconsciously when I choose to run, but I would say before lockdown, I used to, yeah commute run in winter when it was dark and I you know sometimes I think I was naive and sometimes I think you just have to live your life so I don't know it's kind of a bit of both um but I I also feel like I wouldn't run in in the dark in lockdown the streets just don't feel the same (laughs) um and I've had more interactions with people and more especially when it's dark i think there are some some guys who listen to this and say well that they feel they they make some uh changes to their to their route maybe or or feel threatened uh in in certain areas but i I guess with female runners there might be additional uh considerations such as like what you're wearing on the run i don't think blokes have to think about that too much Is, is that something that is that a kind of do you think a daily consideration for female runners actually right I might, is this outfit going to be something that kind of encourages uh, unwelcome commentary from, from men? I definitely feel like that, but I I generally don't let it change what I wear. Um, but I know, I know that it's going to happen. Like if I wear certain things, I just go out knowing that it's more likely to happen and it probably does. <laughs> but I love running in shorts so much. <laughs> it's just um so that's just the way it is so it's like yeah if it's if they're especially you know if they're tighter or shorter or whatever um it's kind of, yeah I, I I consider it but it doesn't stop me because I feel I quite indignant right, yeah. <laughs> but there's also other things that I mean obviously uh men can be attacked do and and are and you know you could get anyone could get mugged at night for a if you're carrying a phone whatever but that there's a certain kind of like microaggression sort of level stuff that women are just constantly subjected to when running that I don't think men are and I think it's things things like I mean I've had men run up to me and start sort of basically mansplaining running to me um you know, and I'm like, this, I mean, this is literally my job, <laughs> you know, not, <laughs> I'm fine. You don't need to tell me stuff. Um, and, uh, and I don't think men 
get that from other men. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. No, I think that's I think that's really true. Yeah, yeah, the male yeah. coach, the kind of. I mean, I am like, like literally, I I'm a journalist who writes about running, and I am an England athletics coach. I'm fine. <laughs> I know about running. Um, but the other thing is, I remember um, last summer in lockdown when we could run with more than one person. I went for a run with two male clubmates and we were running along the Thames and I was um I was supposed to be doing it was a long run but I was supposed to be doing sort of blocks of it at a threshold or marathon pace or something um so and obviously the, the the paths are a bit busier because people are all out walking and so on so we kind of obviously went into whenever we saw people we went into single file and we just fell into this sort of pattern where one 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 of my friends he's always like a bit of a front runner he went to the front I was you know in the middle and he was saying it was fascinating afterwards he really noticed a difference in people's reactions when it was him at the front or whether it was me at the front and if it was him at the front people got out of the way like not as in I'm coming through get out of the way but just you know were polite and they took their half of the path and we took our half of the path if it was me it was like nah <laughs> you know you can get around us we'll just walk four abreast or whatever um and I was really struck by that because I hadn't even registered that at the time. And I think, if anything, I'm probably very sensitive to this stuff because it really, really pisses me off. Um, so I just found it fascinating that he he picked up on that. That is interesting. Kate, because you're a mum too. Do you think you feel kind of, not that you feel it more extremely, but do you think you kind of, I don't know, is, did that make a difference too that you want this to be different for your daughters when they go out running? Yes, yes, totally. Or just the way they live their lives. Yeah, I mean, my uh this isn't really running related I admit but my eldest is on uh, she's 12 and she's on Instagram now she's got a private account so she's only got people you know all the safety stuff only people she knows in real life and so on but I check her account sometimes just uh, you know <laughs> as, as a good mum should I think or a nosy mum and she'd she'd um she'd posted on her story she'd put up one of the kind of many gifts or whatever that's gone round and it just said why why can women still not safely walk alone at home as walk home alone at night i just thought she's 12 she should not have to know that that is even a thing you know so yeah it does definitely make me more um it makes me more angry actually because i think you kind of tend to get more angry on behalf of other people especially if they're your <laughs> your children than you do kind of yourself you know yeah i definitely feel like you know, I've run for the, I live and I've run for the last five years in Clapham and I've always felt very safe here and suddenly I don't. And I think that is a direct result of, you know, what, what the tragic events that have happened and, you know, I won't run in the dark at the moment and I've never really had to think, you know, I've all, and, and when I say that, I mean, like chess, I've, I've, or like both of us, I've still, followed all the rules I've run in lit places I've got the find a friend app on my phone so that when I'm running you know my boyfriend or my parents can you know if I say I'm going for a run they can check and make sure I'm still moving and if they were worried but and I don't think men have ever had to maybe consider that kind of thing but I, I don't know I think for me at the moment the dark the darkness and being on the common are the dangers and the threats that I'm suddenly really aware of but is it is that a com is it darkness or are there other threats that we're kind of that you're you know Kate, you mentioned running on the on the Thames path is that something you wouldn't do alone at the moment are there are there kind of dangers and threats that we're all really in the front of our minds right now yeah I mean I probably would still run there because in fact you know ironically busier places feel safer obviously like you know you, you, um as long as people aren't like hating you for breathing too near them or whatever <laughs> um but yeah but like like just to say it's 
if the fact that you it doesn't you didn't really occur to you that you're living your entire life you're doing all your run routes are completely mapped on whether or not it's safe but you never even think about it you just do it you're like well of course I wouldn't go there when it's dark of course I wouldn't run you know it's it's all just kind of automatic and then when you stop and think hang on a second what you know uh, my mate just went for a run at nine o'clock because he didn't finish work till then um but he didn't have to go and find somebody else to do it with him which I would have had to have done to feel you know safe um and it's just yeah it's just a sort of it's just the way you operate normally isn't it and it shouldn't have to be this is the runner's world podcast okay i have two new obsessions that i need to share with you impress no glue press on manny's and impress press on falsies lashes trust me these are getting ready game changers both require no glue so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes no mess and no annoying dry times just one step and you're done Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash press on and use code press on 25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And Chess, I think you said that you've noticed it got worse in lockdown. Would you say... You know, would you would you definitely say you felt it got? Do you think it's getting progressively worse, or do you think there is a kind of light? Are things getting any better? Um, I don't know. I just felt it. I just think it's it's that it's what you were just mentioning about the busier places to feel safer, and I think it's just the ob- the obvious outcome from there being fewer people out and about in the evening because where why why would they be there? There's nowhere to go. <laughs> Everyone has to be at home. So just the sheer reduction of people milling around that just gives you that underlying safety. And also, I guess it, um, I guess it maybe curbs some people's behaviour where they maybe shout if there were other people around or maybe they wouldn't do things because obvious, I mean, I'm assuming 99% of the people who are shouting at you and catcalling you are, actually don't mean any harm. So it's it's kind of so much to do with the social perceptions of that. And so, yeah, I think people are, are being bolder, maybe, because there's not people around to, to notice. <laughs> and you're just a you're just a girl. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? If they, you know, 
I'm interested in the the difference between running and walking with this stuff because I think my experience is that I would probably run at times and in areas that that I wouldn't walk. I think I feel more powerful and safer running. It might be the fact that you're moving quicker, but maybe that's literally just a male experience. Do you, do you, do you think you feel less safe running than you do walking or the other way around what would you say Kate I think I'd probably agree just because you I mean it's sort of an exit thing isn't it you just think well yeah, I, I can get yeah. out of this road quicker because I've been but then that it's interesting that um I was talking to a friend of mine and she is um she's a runner and she also for her day job she works in security so she kind of advises individuals whatever on um you know how, how their houses you know sort of on a big scale and you know she she sort of does a lot of things I guess because of that and one of the things she always does is that there's certain areas and this is kind of globally as well where where certain countries where women are more you know attacked and so on but you always wear trainers because then you can run away and 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 I do kind of feel that actually being a runner is a uh, a sort of not a kind of a, not a weapon but like a, a really good thing because you at least can run away and hopefully run away quite fast if you need to yeah I definitely have that and I also kind of don't know if it's legitimate because how how fast can I run I don't know but it's like yeah it's within it's that feeling that you get when you you're running and also probably just I'm less I'm like taking in my surroundings a bit less in a way it's because like you get in the zone and you just feel a bit more um yeah I just think yeah you have that kind of strength that comes with running uh so I can take it more. Like if someone was going to shout at me when I was walking, I think I would be more shocked and appalled, but also it would happen less. Like no one shouts at me when I'm walking or much less. I mean, maybe every now and then, but they, but I, it's really strange. It's like, I think they, like if it's say a cat call from a van, they also know that you're not going to be there for very long. So it's kind of like, oh, we'll shout at her because in 10 seconds she'll be around the corner. I don't know. It's it's an odd one. Yeah, I kind of agree, I think. I think, I don't know, I think walking at the moment, it's totally different, but I've because I've just got a puppy, I'm so aware that I'm a target because people are going to want to come and steal Toby from me that I'm like, <laughs> I won't go out in the dark walking or running. I've now become like a hermit as soon as it goes dark. There's no respite, Jane. No, I'm good. No it's like a double, a double threat because I've got a cute puppy and I'm a runner and I'm female. So it's literally like I'm not leaving the house ever again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Dogs are supposed to help you get out of the house. I know. He does between like, what, the hours of six and six, but then... <laughs> Then we're in for the day. Let's go on to considerations we have to make as female runners. I think we've mentioned most of them. Picking well-lit routes, choices of clothing, the time of day to run. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, yes, all all of those things. But one of the things that would be great kind of to come out of this in the running community is turning it the other way around and saying what are the considerations that men can do that they can't that they aren't currently or that maybe just that they haven't thought about before completely you know well-meaning things that they do that perhaps they don't realize can be intimidating or um so uh, things like i don't know if if you're running at the sort of roughly the same pace as somebody she's a woman and she's just a bit ahead of you and you might just naturally settle into a sort of well i'm gonna keep 
you know, safe distance, you know, social distancing, etc. But I'm just going to sit behind her. Please don't do that. You know, just if you're going to run at the same pace as a, as a woman, she's just going to think you're being like weird. Like she's going to get nervous. Like why is this guy sort of sitting on my shoulder, even if he's not that close um, to you? It can feel like he is. So just cross the road. You know, run on the other side of the road or, or put on a little bit of speed and overtake. That's fine. But just don't sit right behind her. Um, you know, it's just sort of little things like that that I think we could that or men could maybe think about. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's an example of you could have blokes doing that who who just aren't conscious of, you know, they don't mean any harm. But actually, it's, it's a simple thing just to be a bit more thoughtful and to be like, OK, like this is very, very easy for me to do. It and it makes a big difference to um the female runner let's just do it yeah yeah some etiquette i think is, is probably yeah well, it's like you say like obviously you know you don't mean any harm she doesn't know that yeah yeah right yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah and i'm sure there's lots of other little things like that as well that that just i don't know that everybody can pick up on and and, and sort of examine what they do day to day yeah and i guess it's the way i don't know i don't know how we I don't think we're ever going to solve in a podcast how we change it because we shouldn't have to worry about wearing shorts or running in just a sports bra or not running across the common at night running around it. Do you know what I mean we shouldn't have to, but we do? And I guess maybe make that you know if if there are male runners listening to this and they think, oh god, I didn't, you know, I have the luxury of just like your friend Kate, just being able to put my shoes on and go for a run at nine o'clock and not having to think about have I got this app on my phone have I got this have I got that have I got my keys close to hand if I needed to do something do you know what I mean you shouldn't I, I don't know I guess maybe it's just making male runners aware that this is what this is part of our planning before we go on a run have I got my keys have I got my phone have I got my gel and have I have I planned a route that I'll be safe and it's not it's not fair really um and I do I think last the last kind of question I guess is do, have for me it definitely has but have the awful events like the murder of Sarah changed the way we feel about running or walking alone I think I've mentioned I you know I don't want to run on the common at the moment I don't want to run in the dark at the moment hopefully as time goes by I'll feel differently but right now it all feels very raw do we feel the same or has it kind of have we always felt like this I think I've uh, I think I've never been very keen on running at night and I've started thinking why because <laughs> I've always sort of said oh I'm just a morning person you know I like running in the morning I like to get it done but I actually do think a large larger part of it than I sort of processed was actually but it's dark and it's not safe so I can't <laughs> um and sort of questioning that so you know I, I wasn't I'm lucky that I'm able to run during the day but it has made me kind of think about that a lot more yeah yeah I think I've definitely considered it's more that I've considered what my behavior used to be like and as I mentioned like in the pandemic my it's very easy to only run in the daytime um and I keep thinking about how often I used to run through so I live near Finsbury Park and to get to work my commute to work it's a very big circumnavigation if you avoid the park um and how much I used to run through that park first thing in the morning when it was still dark. And I had mentioned it to a friend that I did that. And she was she was so shocked that I would do that. And I was like, oh, you know, but it's the morning and it's fine. And I'm only in there for like 
two minutes or or whatever and now I think about that and I'm like will I do that again I don't know (laughs) um I might just go around the park because yes it's annoying but it's not Mm. that annoying (laughs) yeah um so yeah so maybe it has changed my behavior I think Jess I really resonated you put a post up um that maybe not everyone will have seen it of about obviously last week felt like a tough week for women we had International Women's Day then we had Meghan Markle's being attacked for her then we had the then we had the tragic murder and you said that running was a way to help you deal with all of those emotions is that a hundred percent yeah one hundred percent I have so I've been injured um well I'm not injured now but I was injured for about four months and obviously anyone who's a runner who's probably listened to this podcast would understand that's very frustrating uh, especially at time like this and I don't really know anyone who runs who doesn't find it helpful for their mental health as well uh and I've just been so grateful that in this week of mess that's been something I've been able to do and yes I've done it in the day and yes you know all those things aside it's invaluable for being able to kind of clear the stress you know put Instagram down and go out for 40 minutes it's just like yeah it's really really helped so I would never yeah I would hope to say that it will never stop me running one of the big promises of running is that maybe that it gives you um a greater sense of of confidence and maybe you feel um safer and and more powerful and confident in lots of different environments um do you think that running has actually, despite all this stuff that goes with it, do you think that running for UK has has given you that? Yes, absolutely, 100%. And, you know, Jen, you were asking about my daughters and stuff. I mean, they're not really massively into running, but I try to encourage them to do it a bit because, you know, because of the way it builds your self-confidence. Because, like, you know, it's like when everyone starts running, they think, oh, I can't do this, I can't reach that distance, I can't do this. Oh, hang on, I did. Well, if I can do that, maybe I can do this other thing that's always scared me or, you know, and there's something quite um, sort of because it's a very physical process and, but it kind of calms the mind. The combination of the two, I think just really kind of makes you think you're capable of tackling other things that are kind of combination of the two or, or just the kind of in the mind. Yeah, totally. What about you, Chess? You say the same thing. Oh, definitely. I, the, what Kate's just saying, like how it transfers to other parts of your life is absolutely true. And sometimes it's happening without you realising. And then other times I genuinely call on running experiences when I'm struggling with something else. And like if I've, you know, sometimes I'm like, I've re- I remember that marathon that was especially difficult. Or I remember like something that was that hard and you did it. And you can, even if you're transferring it to something that's not fitness related at all, it helps like it does just make me yeah I have like a faith in myself that I wouldn't have had without it yeah I know I know exactly what you mean yeah 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 that's nice to hear as well I think that's um probably all we've got time to talk about I think this is a subject we could all talk about forever but thank you so much Kate and Chess for coming on the Runners World podcast today it's always a pleasure thank you for having me (laughs) this is the Runners World podcast so that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. As ever, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Um, what's been your experience of harassment on the run? And what do you think um, could be done to make the experience better for all runners? Um, thank you very, very much for listening. Thanks to our guests, of course, Kate Carter and Chess Monato. 
Subscribe to Runners World magazine today to get three issues for only £5. Visit hearstmagazines.co.uk slash podcast to receive this exclusive listener offer. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 